But, and I come up with a conclusion here that David, according to the Bible, David in verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, David declares his longing, his longing for spiritual renewal. David had a longing for a new spiritual refilling. How many of us today, to be honest, needs a spiritual feeling this morning? You know, the Bible tells us that God, if we will allow Him, that He will renew our spirit every morning. But we've got to ask Him to do it. Amen? Some things God expects us to do on our own. And not Him do everything for us. But as I read this, and O oh God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul, He said, thirsteth for Thee. You know, we're living in a world today, and I know that David here was speaking about on down there of the wilderness in Judea over there. He was speaking about the wilderness and how dry up it was and how thirsty you would get out there for water. But I come to the conclusion, and I believe with all my heart, that David was, re was referring to his spiritual thirst uh, in his day. Amen. I believe today, because we're the shape that we're in today, in the U.S. United States of America, I honestly believe that the world and the church also together has lost the thirst for God. I believe they've lost the hunger for God this morning. You say, no, Brother Ralph, I still love God. Well, a lot of people don't show that they love Him. Hey, man, now somebody help me preach this morning because it might get pretty rough here in a little bit. But David was praying for a thirsty, a thirst that he once had. Uh, and if you notice down there, uh, uh, in one of them verses I read uh, uh, down there, he said, my soul shall be satisfied uh, uh, with a morrow. And, uh, and so what he was talking about, uh, he said here, uh, uh, let me read here and get this together. He said to see, and so in verse 2, uh, he said to see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen it uh, in the sanctuary. Uh, notice what he said there, uh, uh, church. He, he was longing for the same thirst. Uh, he was longing for the same hunger, Brother Mark, uh, uh, that he once seen uh, and once had in the sanctuary of God. Uh, how many of us today, uh, uh, somebody help me this morning, how many of us today ever stops and thinks about uh, how many of us today can remember back in the days uh, that people were hungry uh, and people were thirsty uh, to get to the house of 
of God. Uh, how many can sit down sometimes uh, and remember the days uh, that God blessed His people today? Uh, how many can remember back uh, in the old church down at Bloomington uh, Schoolhouse? Uh, and some of you are not old enough to remember it, uh, so I'll just tell you about it. Uh, I mean, when we went to church down there, uh, and I was just a young boy, uh, but let me tell you, uh, we didn't have no electric in the church uh, if we had it on Sunday night. Uh, we had it because all lames. Uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, we went to church or they went to church uh, to have church. Amen. Uh, they were not ashamed uh, to mind the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, they were not ashamed uh, when some old preacher uh, was up there preaching his heart out. Uh, I've seen some of the women, uh, a number of the women uh, hit that floor uh, and they would get to shouting. Uh, why? Because uh, they were hungry uh, and they were thirsty uh, for the Word of God. Uh, that's why we don't see uh, but shouting uh, in the house today uh, because uh, we have lost our hunger uh, and lost our thirst. Uh, I mean, if we want to go to church, uh, we'll go to church. Uh, but if we have another place we want to go, uh, a church awaits us some other time. Uh, I've got to go do this today. Uh, I've got to go to the lake today. Uh, I've got to go shopping today. Uh, I've got a birthday party to go to today. Uh, I mean, they care more about everything else uh, than they do the house of God uh, and about God today. Oh, I remember them times. Oh, they used to make fun of them. To a certain extent, some people did. When the old women, that was their belief. And I respect their belief. Amen. That wore the bonnets. And I'm telling you, they wore the long dresses down there to the floor. But they'd get up and dance. Sometimes their bonnets would fly off. And sometimes they'd dance and shout so hard. The hairpins would come out of the hair. Some of you shaking your head, yeah, like you remember them days. How would you like to see them days again today, church? All we got to do is get a hunger and thirst for the Lord and we can see them days again. Instead of some coming to church, as Tony said, this morning in their mind on everything else except what to come to church for. Oh, I've seen them shout. I've seen them dance. Uh, I mean, all over the floor. Uh, I mean, they would bump into one another. Uh, one time, I think they called them holy rollers. Uh, there was such a thing as a holy rollers. Uh, I used to, the boy and I lost, used to love to go to the holy roller church. Uh, them people served God. Them people would get up and shout and dance. I don't know how they lived it, uh, but I know one thing. Uh, I know at the old Bloomington church house, a schoolhouse down here. Uh, I'm telling you what, them people come to worship the Lord. Uh, they was hungry to get to God's house. Uh, they were hungry to hear God's word. Uh, people are not hungry to go to God's house anymore. People are not thirsty to go to God's house anymore. Uh, uh, people got too many other things to do in other places to go. Amen. I'm trying to. Let me get my breath. Because I ain't done yet. <laughs> Sometimes my kids be around and they'll 
And I know they're just acting fool. They'll say, Dad, tell us about the good old days. I thought about that one day and I said, boys, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe the good old days. I didn't see it back then, but I see it today. Them were the best days of my life, Johnny. When I was growing up, uh, there's ten of us kids, uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, I didn't realize it then, but I realize it today, Brother Lloyd. Uh, there was something we had in the homes then uh, that we don't have in the home today. Uh, that was a love uh, for our parents, that was a love for our God, and that was a love for our church. Uh, you don't see that at home today, Brother Jerry. You don't see a lot of that in homes today. Used to, you could go to town and you'd go to, to Walmart or you'd go somewhere else, you know, huh? and you would see people there just like you do today. Huh? And used to, you could sort used to, you could pretty much, huh? I'm talking about back in my day, huh, Brother Dean, huh? Uh, you could tell the world huh, from the church. Huh? But sadly to say today, uh, you can't tell the world from the church uh, and you can't tell the church from the world today. Amen. You say, well, how is that? Uh, used to, uh, I'm telling you what, when you, when you went to church and you was a Christian, uh, you talked like a Christian, uh, you acted like a Christian, uh, you dressed like a Christian uh, and not the world. Uh, but you today, uh, you can't tell no difference in them. Uh, you can hear Christian men talk sometimes, uh, some of the filthiest talk. Uh, it's embarrassing uh, uh, to me uh, and being a Christian, uh, not that I haven't heard it before, not that I haven't done it before, uh, but I don't do them things anymore uh, because God saved me and delivered me from them. Uh, but I still hear Christians are doing it, my friend. Uh, if you're a born-again Christian, uh, you're not going to let that filthy talk uh, uh, come out of your mouth. Uh, I didn't get no amens there. Uh, and if you're a Christian, uh, the Bible says, uh, you say, well, uh, and I know what some says, uh, and the, but the Bible says, uh, over the book of Revelation, he told them, uh, he said, you got to cover up your nakedness. Uh, he said, you're either lukewarm or you're cold. Uh, he said, but I want you hot. Uh, he said, if you're only lukewarm or cold, uh, when I come, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Uh, he's going to do a lot of spewing one of these days. Uh, uh, why? Because uh, the way that people uh, and the way that churches, I'm preaching to the church now, uh, the way the churches dresses anymore, huh? the way they talk anymore, huh? and people says, uh, well, what's the new difference in it? Uh, the world does it. Uh, we do our school, huh? and the parents go along. Huh? Just because others does it, uh, they think their kids are to follow it. I don't blame the kids today for a lot of them. Uh, I blame the parents today. I'm telling you what, it's embarrassing to go to Walmart sometimes to see the way some of them dress it. They're hanging out. She's hanging out. And I know some of them call themselves Christians. Christian is not going to dress that way. <laughs> Only prostitutes will dress that way. Only the gays will dress that way. 
I'm talking to the men too. It's no different than the women. Someone said something to me one day about it. And I said, well, I said, this is the way I believe in it. And I'm going to get some far back on this, but I'm ready for it. If you ain't got it out there to sell or to give away, don't be advertising it. And I've had them say, well, you don't have to look. How in the world can you keep from looking uh, when it's everywhere you turn? It's here, it's there, it's everywhere today, church. Jeremiah said you need to get back into the old path and need to walk therein. My parents need to bring their kids up in the way of the Lord. Uh, You say to George, uh, no, I didn't. uh, But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, When God changed me, uh, I started working on my kids. uh, And they still sometimes, uh, they don't dress and suit me. Uh, Amen. They say, because that's old-fashioned. Well, I'd rather be old-fashioned than to go around uh, with my back showing all the time or my front showing all the time. I'd rather be old-fashioned. The Bible said uh, it's an abomination to do such things as that. People say, well, it's me. I'll dress the way I want to dress. Well, go right ahead, but when somebody says something about it, uh, don't come running to me or crying about it. Oh, boy. I didn't know God was going that way. I said I'm going to follow God, and I am. I'm trying to show a point this morning why we don't have church like we used to. Is God dead? Is God changed? Well, where's the problem at then, the reason we don't have church the way we used to have it? Raise your hand if you think you're guilty of it. Now then, we got that out of the way. And the next question is, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to drift further and further away? Or are we going to get back into the old past and start walking in them? You say, well, that church down the road, they don't do this. This church down the road, I ain't worried about the, what the church down the road does. I ain't worried about what the church up the road believes in. I, I'm not pastoring them churches. I, I'm pastoring this church, a church that I love, uh, the church that God put me in here, uh, and the one that I don't care uh, when God says it, uh, that's the way it is. As Tony said this morning, uh, you can do anything you want to, uh, think any way you want to think, uh, but my friend, it's not uh, what you think. Uh, hey man, it's what God says. And if God says sin is sin, it's sin. I've had people tell me, well, I ain't coming to your church. You're too hard. How am I too hard? Well, you just preach on some things that I do. Who's guilty of that? Me or them? God said to preach it. I'm going to preach it. I had a... Baptist preacher to tell me one time after I started preaching. And here you accuse me of being a Baptist this morning. Shame on you, Dean. 
really, I don't know what I am. <laughs> all I know is I know I'm saved, and that's all Amen. I care about. Amen. But he told me one time, he said, Brother Ralph, I need to talk to you. He had been at it for a long time. I said, well, talk to me, brother. He said, you keep preaching what you're preaching. And he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, you won't get very far. That was 20-some years ago, and I've come a long way. And he's still more coming to hear him today than he ever was that heard him. He also told me this. He said, you, don't you think you can ever pastor your home church? And I thought about that. I thought, okay. okay. Why? Why? And I said, why? I said, I don't ever plan on pastoring no way. I said, but why couldn't you pastor your home He said, I tried it, and he said, it don't work. Well, I was coming to this church over here. But you know, I remember what he said when God called me to preach and then God called me to pastor the church. I remember what he said. And I thought, well, I'll give you a try anyway. I just give him six months to put up with me because he found a pastor in that six months. 22 or three years ago and I'm still here. Still got to put a good crowd, a bunch of people. Hey, Amen. Give yourself a hand, I pray this morning. Y'all really deserve another. Give yourself another for putting up with me. <laughs> Isaiah said, I hunger, I thirst, I thirst after God. Now you know that I'm telling you the truth this morning because you know you better than anybody. Do you still have the hunger and thirst to go to church do you still have the hunger and thirst to worship God when you get there? Do you still have the hunger and thirst to see the church grow? Do you still have a hunger and a thirst to, to live pleasing unto God? Are you trying to live pleasing to people or people or to God? Paul said, if I'm a man pleaser, he said, then I can't please God. Let me tell you something. And you preachers already know this. If you ain't, you'll find it out, you pastor. You ain't going to please everybody. You ain't going to please everybody. I already got some hey man from these preachers. You ain't going to please everybody. And when you start trying to please everybody, you're only going to dig yourself in deeper. I want to please one this morning, and I want to please God. And if I can please God this morning, and if God's people is where God's people is supposed to be at, they're going to be pleased to hear the Word of God and to hear the truth. Amen, Billy? They're going to be pleased. I've had people also to tell me, Brother Dean, if you ever, quit, ever start sugarcoating it, and you all, you ever start telling me what I really want to hear? He said, it'd be time for me to get out of here. Did you rather have a pastor will tell you the truth and what the Bible says? Amen. Even though you get mad at him sometimes? 
I said the only one uh, that's going to get mad at the truth and not going to get mad at me. They get mad at the truth. They get mad at God. And the only one going to get mad at God or me, as far as that goes, is the one that's guilty of doing the sin. And the one that don't want to do any better. What does the Word of God do to us? The Word of God convicts us of our sin. But I'm telling you, I'm afraid the world ain't hearing a lot of the truth today. Amen. Afraid a lot of churches are not hearing the truth today. Tony's teaching about what Isaiah taught Israel. And you seen what Tony, you seen what shape they was in. They want to please themselves and others instead of God. They want to live their way, Paul. They want to live their way and not God's way. That's the way a lot of churches are today. They want to live their way. That's the way the world is. That's why I said, Paul, today it's hard to tell the church from the world. Just because you go to church, that don't mean you're not of the world. You dress like them, talk like them, act like them. Chances are you are of the world. Let me finish up here. I guess I've said enough. People are getting quiet. I was going to be nice and hit my anniversary. I thought somebody might. <laughs> Don't blame me for not being nice. Blame God. It said, when I remember, verse 6, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. You hear what he's saying? How many of you, when I remember thee above my bed and meditate upon thee in the night watches, how many of you, sometimes when you go to bed, you lay there and you start meditating, you start remembering years and years ago, you start remembering and you start going back down in time, and you start remembering when... You met Jesus, and he saved you. Do you remember when you got saved, how happy you was? Did you remember when you got saved, you wanted the whole world to know it? Do you remember when you got saved, you didn't care who it was. You wanted to tell them, I just got saved. I got saved. I don't do these things anymore. But then as time went on, the fire started dying down. The feeling started leaving you. And that word called faith started stepping in. See, we don't walk, we don't walk by feeling, we don't live by feeling. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. And, and sometimes you ever lay there now and you start remembering and whether you admit it or not, you realize that you're not where you used to be when you got saved. You start remembering 
and it gets a little scary, you start thinking, well, is a fire going to plumb out? That's what's happened to a lot of them. The fire has went out. And what's happening to a lot of others, they better get it rekindled because it's already afflicting just a little bit. When a fire goes out, you lose the desire to go to God's house. You lose the desire to do anything. Tony done said it this morning, he that know what to do, he or she that know what to do good and don't do it is what? It is sin. And I believe we all come up short right there. Because I believe we all, if you've been coming to this church for any period of time, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. They learn it back there in the kids' classes. I know. I've been back there. I know the kids back there. I know the teachers back there. And I know they're taught the Word of God. And I know the Sunday school teacher teaches the Word of God. And I know the pastor, Brother Dean, teaches and preaches the Word of God. So we can't say, well, we don't know what's good and what is evil. The only one that don't know any better is the one that's never been to church uh, and nobody has never told them. But is that going to give them an excuse when they stand before God if there's any accountability? A lot of people are going to say, well, I, don't, I didn't know that, God. I didn't know that, Lord. Uh, I never did go to church. I never did hear a preacher, Lord. I, I, I don't know that. Is that going to get, get them by with God? No, it's not. When you come to the age of accountability, you're responsible for yourself. I'm not responsible for you. I'm just responsible to preach you the Word of God. But I'm not responsible for you. When your kid comes 18 years old, they're no more considered your responsibility to a certain extent. They become women and men. Not children anymore. They become adults when they turn 18 years old. And therefore, <laughs> therefore, we cannot stop them from doing really what they want to do if they want to do it, because the law won't allow us to. But I can tell you one thing. I've got them in the 50s and the 40s. And when they come to my house, they still respect me and my wife, and they still respect my house. I remember used to. Timmy, he'd, he'd worked in Indiana. He brought his girlfriend down one time. He divorced, he brought his woman down. And got ready for bed. We just had the two bedrooms in the little house at the time before I built on to it. And Timmy said, Dad, he said, Dad, he said, I told her, when we come down here, he said, I told her that we couldn't sleep in the same bed together. I said, well, you told her right. I said, now I'm going to tell you something else. I said, these two bedrooms. I said, you're going to sleep in that one. And I told her, I said, you're going to sleep in that one. And I said, I'm going to sleep right here in the living room on a rolled-up mattress. And either one of you tries to get to one bedroom or the other, you're going to have to walk over me to do it. 
What about it today? Have you lost your hunger? Have you lost your thirst? Are you trying to please people instead of please God? Let's just come to church and worship the Lord. And we can't worship the Lord if the church is full of sin. No amen on that? I said we can't come together and worship the Lord if a church is full of sin. We can't come together and praise the Lord. Makes me wonder sometimes if we all have lost our thirst. Oh, we have some good services, don't we? Have some good services. But we can have better ones. All you we gotta do is just mind the Lord. Don't just shut everything else out when we come through them doors. I was going to read over there in Psalm, I believe it's Psalm 100. God said, Enter my house for thanksgiving and praise. It is I. You don't own yourself this morning. Did you know that? If you think you do, you read Psalm 100. He said, You don't own yourself. I own you. I own you. You don't know your destiny. A lot of people living like they know their destiny. They live like, well, I can just go do anything I want to do, live any way I want to live, and I'll make it to heaven wrong. You live the way God expects you to live, or you won't make it to heaven at all. Period. Period. Let's get sin out, and then we can come together and worship the Lord.